Cookie, you are currently in your room. It's nice and quiet. The birds are chirping outside. Spring is coming. What do you do in your room? I like to sit in the corner because the sun, it falls right there and it's warm. And I like to feel the warm sun because it's very nice. So you were sitting in a a chair, a little afghan across your uh, lap and in the sun you are looking out the window it's pretty dirty and dingy but you can kind of see out there anything else happening i tried i wanted to do needlepoint and um they they took my needlepoint from me and they said that i can have it back if i'm good but it's it's been a i, I don't know it's been a couple days maybe or uh it Time gets maybe only a couple hours. I'm not, I don't really know, but it's been a long time. And they said that I can't stick people with the needles anymore. So I'm I'm not going to do that. I, I'm, I'm going to try and, you know, be good, but they just need to stop messing with me and just kind of leave me alone, you know? And I just want to sit here in the sun and do my needlepoint. I think it's been like three days. They took it three days ago. Yeah, but I try and be careful, so I don't, I, I, I don't like to get myself. But I did want to do something. It gives me something to do, and I used to be kind of good at it. But now everything's all wonky, and I, I just, I can get better. But I just wish that they would leave me alone, and I could just do my own. They, they don't need to tell me when to do everything all the time. I can do it myself, and I promise I won't stab anybody. It's just. It's just really nice here in the sun, and I like to sit here in the sun. I want to get outside. They won't let me go outside. I better really, really want to go outside. Maybe if we ask nicely, but I tried to, I tried to be nice before, and um, they, they just don't believe me. So I don't, they, they're just mean. I don't like them. I do. I like to be bad. I like to be bad. Like. Because they don't really expect it. And then I just like, I take my needle and I just like stab it. And and I think that's a lot of fun. I love to watch them jump. (laughs) But then they took my needle point away. There's got to be something. I I was hoping that I could like keep that needle and then use it and pick, pick my lock just, just to get out of the room. They, because they won't, they won't let me out and I really want to go outside. Ash, I love you. You come up with the best ideas all the time. I'll, I'll, let me, I can't just move though. They, they kind of have me a little chained right now, but, um, I mean, I could probably scoot a little to see if I can find a loose whacker. I just need a whacker and just smack somebody. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, it could be a stabby whacker. <laughs> that would be a good idea if it if it's sharp enough. I could I could definitely do do a stab and then and then I could definitely knock them over. And I, I don't think that I should just run for it though. We there's a long hallway and there's that always that mean mean guy that's down there that they walk me by him sometime and he never smiles. He's always smoking a cigarette, drinking coffee, and reading a newspaper. The same newspaper. I swear it's always the same. bring me food it it changes i feel like sometimes it's in the morning and it's never good their food is so not good like i miss good food definitely should stab him i should definitely but i don't i don't even want to go near him i wonder if i could get it's a shame they have these stupid bars on the window because then i could just climb out the window i'm good at that you could open you can open the window go outside together and leave and not be here. We can find good food. I could cook for us. And then I can get my needle. No, that's not true. You're very strong. You're very, very strong. I remember you, you could, you can open doors 
you can do all that stuff. And I just, I miss you. I can't out and together. It'll be great. It'll be great. And that doctor, I really don't want to go see him. Um, I, I don't prescribe electroshock therapy to me. And I don't like that. It doesn't make me feel good at all. I want to hurt him, though. I, I, we, I, he would be a good hostage. We have to wait. We have to find something. Stabby, but I can't take the better part because then they'll know. Uh, let me... So, it looks like they're metal. They're made of metal. And, um, it... I, I it, It's like a, some kind of... It, I don't know if I can get it apart. It's really kind of stuck on there, and it's loud. It, it, all right, I'm gonna. They're gonna hear me. Oh, I love. I was worried when I was by myself and I couldn't hear hear you. I was was very concerned. And then they started, and they started zapping me, and they did these. Oh, they did. They put me in this hot, hot water and then cold water and it was horrible. And then you came back and I love that. I love that you're back. Don't go too far though, okay? And you're going to hear the latch go a loud clink and in walks your uh, nurse. She'll look to the bed first and then look over and see you sitting in front of the window. Hello, Charlotte. How are we today? Yeah, it's it's sunny. It's it's a day again. Can it? Can I please go outside today? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, dear. Not today. Remember now. Come here, and she's gonna back in a a wheelchair. Remember, the doctors prescribed that new procedure for you. It's going to help you, and then maybe go outside if you are a good girl. She said if I was a good girl, but I'm always a good girl. I'm very, very good girl. I don't even want to do a stabby or a whack or anything. I just, just, I'm being good. And she won't, she won't let me go outside and I'm being nice. Come along, Charlotte. Let's get in the chair. We have to go to the procedure. No, you're, you're lying to me. You're lying. You're lying. You're a liar. And I don't like you. And I'm not going. Charlotte, dear. No one's going to hurt you. It's just the electric shock therapy just isn't working. So we're going to try something a little more permanent. And believe me, very successful. You're going to feel much better. Just let's get in the chair, dear. And let's let's go down. We don't want to keep the doctor waiting. This is my only chance. I can't. I don't want to be. I, I don't like that doctor. And I want to, like, kick out at the nurse and at the chair, her wheelchair, and just kind of see if I can knock her over to make a break for it. Let's do your fighting brawl, but let's do it at a minus one. So you do kick the chair, but it just redirects itself so it's no longer pointing at you, but she doesn't get bowled over. But you will see her grab... A whistle that hangs around her neck and she does a, a quick couple chirps and then you hear the sound of footfalls in the uh, hallway rushing towards you. I just have my legs now up on the chair fetal position and my hands over my ears because that whistle is loud and I know what that means they're gonna the guys are gonna come in they're gonna throw me around again and then they're gonna give me needles and I don't like it when they give me needles and then I don't know what they're gonna do because they hurt me two large men orderlies enter the room they move towards you one on each side it looks like they're going to grab for your arms and just bodily lift you and place you in the wheelchair are you going to try to resist that Yes, I don't want them to take me. I don't want them to touch me. Same rule. You break free from them. They didn't have a good grip, and you land back in the chair, but kind of half in, half out of the chair. At that point, the two of them corral you to keep you pinned against 
the window wall area. And you'll then see another nurse walk in, this one with a very long syringe with a very long needle. Okay, Charlotte, let's not make this difficult. No, 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 no. I don't have, I'm being nice. This is me being nice. I'm not going. There's no pokey stabbing. I don't have, I'm, I just, I just want to go outside and I've been nice and I'm not, I haven't hurt anybody and I just want to, it'll be fine. Just, just, just leave me alone. I'm not coming. I'm not going with you. Just let me, I just want to go outside and get something good to eat because you guys don't have any good food here and you're mean and I don't like that doctor. He's very, very mean to me. Charlotte, my dear, you have two choices. You can get in this chair right now and let us take you to your procedure. Or the nurse here is going to have to give you some medication to calm you down. You are not being a good girl right now. She said I'm not being a good girl, Ash. Ash, she's, she's saying I'm not being good, but I'm being good. I'm, I'm good. You and you and you know that I'm good. <laughs> I get to be bad now. <laughs> I'm not going with you. <laughs> what does she do now? Because they're going to make a run in to grab you again. If they run in to grab me, I will fight back against them. Spitting and throwing elbows and all that. All right. Roll your fighting brawl. You are putting up a fight. Do you want to try to do anything? These are, again, just the two orderlies are trying to pin you down. The nurse with the syringe is still standing there, waiting for them to get a hold of you. I want to bite them. I'm going to eat. I've got good biters. I'm going to do a bite. Ooh, you do get an orderly pretty good on a bite. He lets out a scream And all of a sudden, the nurse that originally walked in, you hear her blow a very loud, one long, loud whistle. And you immediately followed by many more footfalls in the hallway. And it is seconds later that you see four more orderlies come in. And at this point, being overwhelmed by six men, they do pin you. They bodily grab you and put you on the bed and begin to put the restraints on you. No, 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 not again, not again, because I was being really good. I was, I was being good. He just, I, I didn't do that. That wasn't me. I, I'm there. You got, you're the girl. You don't let me out because I don't want to see the doctor anymore. I don't like him. He's very mean. And you guys have to let me go because it's time for me to go outside because the sun is shining. It's very nice. And I'm hungry. We're going to go just the two of us and everything will be fine. It's going to be fine. Just stop. Get off of Let me alone. Leave me be. The orderly that you bit pulls that restraint super tight. It cuts into your wrist. It hurts. And he just gives you a very dirty look. At that point, the nurse with the syringe will come up behind him. He'll step to the side, and you'll see her lower that syringe to your arm. You'll feel it pierce your skin, and it feels cool, and then it feels hot. I love you. We'll try again. And as you drift off, you hear the nurses talking, and the original one, she still just insists that her imaginary friend is real. It's so sad promising career when the government to this it is another wing of the same hospital that Cookie is in because Patterson was true to his word and placed them both in the same building, but they are definitely in different wings because they are, of course, gender segregated. This is the 1920s. This particular wing is unnaturally quiet. There is a stillness in the air that suggests something isn't quite right. Maybe it's the additional insulation on the walls. Maybe it's the padding. Maybe it's just the way that the orderlies act. You know, some of them occasionally 
have a exaggerated motion of bowing and exaggerated manners as that they'd uh, assume a British man would have. At the very end of the hallway, where there are three doors, there is the sound of scratching and scrabbling and writing coming from the one on the right. And it's a solid steel door, and it has two slots, one at eye level and then a larger slot at waist level that is large enough for a tray. And within, it is a somewhat sizable room for a cell. There are cold gray walls. There is some padding on the floor. It looks like some of the padding is actually from the walls been ripped away, exposing the stone underneath. It's piled up in a corner as if it's some kind of nest or something, although it's been otherwise unused. Alongside one of the walls is entirely covered in newspaper. And in front of that wall, there is a weasley-looking British man with long hair and It would be considered five o'clock shadow, but it seems like it's been there for a year. And he's muttering to himself as he circles something on one newspaper and draws an arrow to another article on another newspaper. Behind him, there's a cot and a a small table that has a lamp on it and a couple of leather-bound journals and even a small ceramic cup. It looks like it's mainly for coffee, but it's got something inside that's possibly tea, but one may never know. Of course, that British man is Philip, and Philip is dressed in a normal sanitarium patient's uniform. It's nondescript. It hangs off of his thinning frame. The sleeves of it are longer, like they could be tied around him and then buckled. But it looks like they haven't been used that way in a while. Of course, they're bunched up against his elbows as he uses his little grease pencil to make marks and mutter to himself as he's theorizing on things that nobody else on Earth would know about. There's a heavy metallic knock on the door. The bar over the eye-level slot slides open and the orderly looks in before turning to the large man outside. With a small package under his hands, we would all recognize this as Bruno. He looks tired. He looks as though it's been a busy... Oh, it must have been two months now since everything went down at the Derp Agency. He nods to the orderly who unlocks the door and he walks in to see Philip. Yes, and there, there, yes, there's the, the, uh, the freighter. The freighters have been coming in later and later in the, in the afternoons, the evenings, and there's no, uh, the fishing trawlers, they go out, but there are the whalers. The whalers aren't whaling. There, there's no lamp oil coming back in. They're gonna have to do something about that. It's, but, oh, oh, Bruno, what are you, what are you doing here? I, I didn't expect you here for another, another, um, um, what, 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 what month is it? What day is it? What year is it? Uh, it's been like two months, Philip. Two, two, two months. Two, two months. Okay, okay. They're, they're, they're moving faster than I thought, but slower than I expected. Well, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I, uh, I finally had some free time, and I wanted to see if I could come by and just, you know, bring you some things. And he'll hold up a small box. Oh yes, yes. Um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't happen to have a. I know this is going to sound, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound insane, I, I'm sure, but you, you wouldn't happen to have a tea service in there at all. They, they, they have, they have, they have, they, they have a, a mug for me, but the mug is for coffee and I really don't like coffee. It's nasty, dirty, uh, terrible bean juice, but anyway, if, if I could have some, some proper tea, um, the, the teapot preferably would not be one that could speak to people, but, uh, something I could put water in and, uh, yes, but, but Bruno, um, it's, it is, it is wonderful you came. It's quite capital that you came because I've, I've been, uh, receiving newspapers from the orderlies. They're, they're very kind, very nice. And I've noticed that there has been a 15% reduction in, in whaling in, in the past 60 days. Now that suggests that the whales are moving from 
New England coast to to other to, to, to other areas. Now, if you look here, and he's pointing to this banal newspaper clipping about a garden party in Northampton. He'll come over and read it. And it is something about a widow having a garden party at a estate in Boston. It was really very nice. There were some notable people there, and it's circled, and then with a big black mark, it's pointing at another article, and it is about a bus crash in Cairo, Egypt, where 12 people were killed after the bus had turned over after it had taken a corner too quickly. There's question marks all over it, and then there's another arrow that points down, and it's the commodities report where lamb futures are up 15% for the next quarter. What's the uh, what's the connection here? Right, right, right. Okay, so so the 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 widow with God, widow the widow the widow is the one that I bought the the um uh the Brotherhood of, of the Black Sphinx, uh, the accoutrement. She was his uh, widowed wife. Anyway, as you can see here, she is uh, having a wonderful time, and because that she has uh, removed all of that influence from her life. If you go over here, now the Black Sphinx, they came from Cairo, they came from Egypt, they came from the Valley of the Kings, but you see here there has been a sacrifice of 12 people, 12 people, that is very important, that's enough for four people to come back from beyond the grave, but I digress. The bus has crashed, the bus has crashed as if it was taking a corner too quickly, but this is Cairo, there are no sharp corners that we could take too quickly in Cairo, it is, it, it's, it is a cover, Bruno, it is a cover for something else, I'm sure of it, and now you can see here, lamb futures are up, when lamb futures are up, it means lambs are being sacrificed less or more. It's more, yes, because they're more expensive. The lambs are dearer. And when lambs are being sacrificed, it means that there is more going on. Now, these these futures are from the Midwest of the United States, but if you take them to England, then there they'll be used in the proper manner, which is to say they're being used for sacrifices, which is not proper at all. I, I digress. But And then if you look here, the whalers are not whaling in New England. You remember that? You remember the charming little town that I was supposed to write the travel log for? Yes, Innsmouth. They're whalers, and they're not whaling. Yeah, there was something about uh, some kind of traditions or some shit, the, the festival that they were doing. Yes, yes, the Festival of Dagon. Now, Dagon is a an, an entity, a seagull. They are heralds of a, a coming invasion from the from the sea from the sea and they go to to Innsmouth and Innsmouth is where the, they they worship there's there's a cave there a cave the cave with with uh, with hmm, it, the stones the stones that yes the stones yes and he's going to trail off and he goes back to his newspapers looking for something ah yes here it is yes he circles it and it's an advertisement from Woolworths for engagement rings you think they're using those stones for engagement rings no 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 this was this was to remind me you should ask um you should ask what's uh, the the one yes the one the one that you were dating yes the one the one that that uh with with the um with the rose Bruce rose Bruce, 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 primrose yes have, have you asked her yet should the there's Fifteen percent off of, of engagement rings, Bruno. That's 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 quite a steal, and I know that you're on government salary and not uh, not 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 an antiquarian salary as as mine was. Yes. He shifts uncomfortably when you mention Ruth. The uh, garden party and the bus in Egypt are linked to an engagement ring sale. No, 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 no. The, the engagement ring sale is linked. To the, the whaling, which is linked to Innsmouth, which is linked to Dagon. Now, Dagon will be heralded by, by the, the, the migration of, of sperm whales and, and humpback whales from the, the northeast, uh, from, from New England. And they will migrate. They'll migrate to the south and to the west in the Gulf where, where the Mexicans will, will fish for the swordfish and, and the, the tunas. They will migrate down there because that is the site of the Chicks Club crater. And the crater is where an, an ancient civilization once stood before they brought down the wrath of the Plutonians upon them. But when they travel away, it means that uh, that Dagon will rise from the depths and he will ascend and he will approach 
Innsmouth as his his first invasion of the land. And I say this because the whales, the whales are not his his beasts to be commanded. No, they are his jailers. And once his jailers leave, that is when he sees that it's it's time. It's time for him to rise. And you can see it right right here. And there's yet another newspaper clipping, and it's talking about whaling trips in Virginia. So because the whales are leaving up by Innsmouth, they're the ones that were holding the the Dagon captive. And now that they're not there, he's going to get out. Yes, 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 that's a couple of, yes, that is, that is exactly it. Yes, Bruno, I knew you had it, did you? Yes, you see, you see, that is why the Innsmouthians, they, that's why they were wailing, that's why they had their, 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 um, their festivals and their traditions, because they were trying to kill the jailers, and now, with the jailers gone, Dagon would rise from the depths, and he's already sent his soldiers out, the, the deep ones, the ones with the, that give the Innsmouthians the, the particular look, yes. They're coming back upon the shore. And they're going into the caves, and they're, they're taking the stones, the ones that make you forget, Bruno. They're ones that make you forget. You lose yourself in the stones. At the rate that the, the, the whales, at the rate that they are leaving, there's going to be something momentous happening in Innsmouth in 1928. February the 1st, 1928. That is the date. That is when it will happen, Bruno. That is when every, every, every able-bounded man and woman and child must take up arms and go to Innsmouth and they must fight off the invasion, Bruno, the invasion of the Deep Ones and Dagon and, and, and tentacles from the Deep. They are, they are there. They are waiting. They are waiting when the last whale leaves, Bruno. That is when they're going to come. How do you know that date? Simple math, my good man. Simple math, yes. See, if it's, if it's a 15% reduction every year, and 15%, 15%, 15%, that's, that's 45%, but that 45% comes from the 15% reduction that comes from the 15% retention beforehand, which puts the 100% reduction now. As you can see, some whales may, may come back over, or different whales may come. There's, there's the ones with the black and the white spots, so you normally see them up in the north and the west between the, the land bridge from, from Canada and Russia. But now, we're going to see them uh, migrate to to the northeast, and and they will only stay there so long because their favorite food is the seal, and the seals they cannot find them in the northeast, but you can find them in the northwest. But by 1928, February 1st, 1928, the last whale would have left, and that is when the the stones will make everyone in Innsmouth forget the the lies that they have been telling each other, and that's when they all become followers and, and worshippers of Dagon and that's when Dagon will rise Bruno. that is when it will happen he's got a thoughtful look on his face for a minute because some of what you're saying is crazy but he was an Innsmith and he saw the effect of the stones and he knows that there was a evidence of a deep one there and he knows that they are fishy looking people so he just kind of rubs at his chin for a moment yeah, we gotta write this out like a report. Oh, of course, of course, yes, yeah, of course. No, I, I have just the thing. No, um, um, Agent Patterson has been sending these, and he's been asking me to write in them, and I've been writing them, sending them back. So I, I wrote him an, an official report. Here, here, yes, here. And and Philip scurries to the side table next to his cot, and he's throwing these leather-bound journals left and right till he finds the right one. And he opens it. He's like, yes, this one, this one, yes turns around and he just slaps it against Bruno's chest. It's this one. This is the one. This is the report. This is the report that tells everything. It is It is every thought I've ever had on, on Innsmouth and Dagon and the deep ones and the whales and, and the tentacles. And 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 yes. We'll, uh, we'll hear. And he reaches up to take the journal from against his chest and he moves to hand you a box. Who? It's like, let me, uh, let me just check in here. You hold this. Who? Yes, of course. Yes. He's going to open the box. Inside the box are all of your little figurines from off of your desk. <gasps> all of your little men, your little cannons, your little horses. If, if Kimba. Oh, they're, they're back. Oh, hi. I, I said I said that I would be all right, and I was hoping that you would be all right, and you, you're all right. You're right here. Uh, oh, but you don't have your, your map. I'll have to draw you a new map. Yes, I will draw you a new map. I will etch it into the floor, and you have your map, and you'll be able to... to recreate the battles again yes yes this is Bruno this is this is magnificent 
I figured it was the uh, the least I could do. And he opens up the journal that you pressed against him to make sure that it is legible. It is barely legible. Gone are the times when you expected to see his prim and proper handwriting. This is the crazed scrawl of a man who has just been consistently declining in mental cognization over the past 60 days. He takes a minute as he looks at it and goes to sit next to your little table, pulls out a little pencil. And for the next few minutes, we'll ask you to clarify things that he has trouble reading in the journal. Yes, of course. Well, um, yes, there's, there's the, yes, the, the sperm whale, the ones, the white, yes, the, uh, yes, from, from Hell's Black Heart. I stab at the, yes, um, the, the Pequod was actually, it was, it was propaganda from the Dagonites trying to, um, demonize the sperm whales. But yes, that's, that's the one, yeah. This is this is quite nice. As I said, I I did not expect I did not expect you to be the first to come, Bruno. I expected in in another four months there would be another agent who drew the short straw who would come and ask questions. Perhaps the comings on in Kingsport. Perhaps the uh, a, a resurgence of nightmares in Dunwich, or or perhaps disappearance of a certain tome, the Necronomicon, in Arkham, Massachusetts. That hasn't happened yet, though, has it? No. No, not yet. Thankfully, uh, things have been kind of quiet over the little bit. Oh yes, of course. Well, since the um, since the team has been otherwise indisposed, um, I've I've heard Charlotte occasionally. She's not taking Ashes' loss well. Although I I you did you did give her a teapot, yes, so so she could be comforted in her in her final days. Yeah, we sent something her way. I don't know how well it went. Well, Bruno, Bruno, you should you should try to make a visit to her at some point. Um, I, I I believe that she would appreciate it. Um, I I of course cannot. Um, the the orderlies they they won't let me out of this room. But it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm, I would, I very much very much like to see the sun, but well, it's it's it could be worse. It could be worse. It could be worse. Yeah. Sadly, I have learned it can always be worse. But, uh, I brought you your little men, so now that maybe you can at least think of them outside. Yes, of course, yes, yes, absolutely, yes, um, yes, um, yes. You know, it's, it's, it's very strange how it all comes back to Innsmith, um, Mr. Lyman Ford and his, I wonder what he would have seen if I'd allowed him to, to, to peer inside my head, yes, um, it's very strange, yes. I'm real sad that he unfortunately did not choose to come back with us. Yes, well, it seems that Finn had his, his way in the end, of course, now. Oh, speaking, speaking, speaking of Vince Miss, you remember, you remember the, the, the young boy, the, the Zabal, of course, yes? I find him incredibly hard to forget. Uh, yes, well, the, the, there's a reason for that. You see, there's the um, the, the Bible, you know, the Revelations, when when uh, the the dragon rises from from the depths and spreads its terrible wings and makes a terrible roar, and then the end times have come. Yes. So I've been studying this. I've been studying the Bible, and I've been studying Revelations, and I've come to, with with a curious theory. Dragon is a misspelling. He raises an eyebrow. You see, dragon is curiously close to Dagon, Dagon, which is also shown in earlier works of the Old Testament. Now it talks about the son of the dragon. What if it was the son of the Dagon? Did you know? Did you know? Here, I've, I've have it here. Where is it? Where is it? Yes, 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 yes. Here. He pulls open another leather-bound journal. He opens it up, and in that customary terrible handwriting, February first. Abner. His birthday, Bruno. His birthday, the day of his birth. The day of his birth was February 1st, Bruno. That, that is, that is the day that Dagon is supposed to walk the earth. 
That is the day of his son's birthday, Bruno. He is the son of Dagon, not son of the dragon, son of Dagon. He heralds the end of the world, and it is going to be in Innsmouth, February 1st, 1928. He looks at that other journal, and then he scribbles a thing into the journal that you gave him, they gave to Patterson. I'll, uh, I'll make sure this gets passed along, and I uh, make you just promise, Philip, that even if they don't do anything about it, I'll be there. Good, good, good. Now, I would I would also ask that you ask Agent Patterson that when this happens, that he lets me out, and I want to see this. I want to see this with my own eyes. I have to, I have to prove. I have to prove that I'm right. I'm right about everything. I know that I'm right about this, Bruno. I know that I. I want to see it. I want to see it, but. Bruno, you can ask him, and he, he will say yes, and he will say no. But when you come back, Bruno, in 1928, I will not be here, Bruno. I will not be here because there is something else that will happen. It will try to preempt 1928, February 1st. It will happen, but you will not believe me, Bruno, when I tell you it is involved with the Brotherhood of the Black Sphinx. It is involved with them. Involved in what way? The knife, the knife, Bruno, the knife that opens the gateway that speaks to Thoth, that's, that uses the feather. It's all interconnected. You see that the 12 in Cairo that died, it is three people in exchange for one in order to take them across the bridge that leads from the land of the living to the land of the dead, the afterlife. So there are four people that will make miraculous recoveries within the next six months. Watch them, Bruno. There's going to be, they're, they're going to be Americans. They're all going to be ones that, that everyone thought dead. That is when it will happen. You don't happen to have any kind of idea on who these people might be, though, do you? No, no, no. See, I was trying to find information and I'd sent it out to Ingolstadt. I'd sent it out to, to, to Berlin. I'd sent it out to, to, to Princeton and Yale. And I'd sent it down to, to Atlanta, but no, there were no, there were no responses. I could not find out who, who were members of the Brotherhood of the Black Sphinx. But these people, I don't think they're part of the Brotherhood, but become part of the Brotherhood. There'll be people in influential positions. There'll be ambassadors. There would be, there would be clerks. There would be, um, there would be senators. There would be, there would be representatives. There may even be, um, a candidate for, for the presidency of this United States. It, it, it is going to be associated with all of them. Yes, I'm, I'm certain of it, Bruno. I'm certain of it. Do you think that these people who come back are going to be the same people when they left, or do you think someone's going to come with them? <laughs> yes, yes, of course, yes. <laughs> yes, you see, every every soul every soul that crosses into the afterlife has a jailer, and that jailer is going to be with them when they come back. So when they reach across the, the threshold and pluck the soul from the screaming mist, the screaming mist, the screaming maw, that is, the afterlife, they're going to bring back not one, they're going to bring back two, but they have enough for four, so they're going to bring back eight, and every single one of them will have a dark rider with them, silent and tall, with no eyes, but you know they're seeing you, and the wings of black leather that spread and move without a sound. Think Ash was one of these people? No, no, Ash was... Ash was... Ash, 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 yes, 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 you see, there was... there, there, there are... There are times when when belief makes things real, Bruno. That is the basis of all modern and 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 antiquated religion. These are things that they're they're all they're the Plutonians, the angels from above, who, who bring their information. There are the dark gods of the deep, but there is also a third subset of gods, Bruno. The Abrahamic god was not somebody that was here before. There was somebody that was believed into the existence, and if somebody believes hard enough, they will bring something into existence that is exists there for them, and that's what Charlotte did. That is what she did. It is, it is completely a being of belief, and if you believe Ash is alive, which I believe he's alive, I believe he's still in that teapot, I believe he cannot get out, and I believe that even if you open the teapot, he would still be there, because that is where I believe he is. That is why he is not one of these dark jailers. Now, if Cookie dies and somebody tries to bring her back by killing three people with the knife or with another sacrifice of magical means, Bruno, that is when he will come back as her dark jailer, and that is going to be a terrifying time. You must ensure that she survives and lives to a ripe old age so they cannot bring her back when everybody around her who knew her has passed. Bruno, she cannot come back. She cannot go. 
this is uh, this has all been a lot, Philip. Yes, well, um, it's been it's been um, very very busy these these past two months. It's, it's really been two months. I since I haven't seen the sun, Bruno, I haven't I haven't noticed. All all I know is I've I've had, um, I've I've had um, a hundred and a hundred and seventy four meals since I was put in here. Although I may have been asleep for a few of them, and um, there was there was a time when one of the orderlies was very close with me. Because I had torn the the um, the padding off of the wall and put it in the corner there because I don't need it, but it makes a comfortable chair for my books. But I needed I needed space for my newspapers, you know. And they bring me a newspaper every morning, which is very nice. And I've, there's been um, 40, 46 newspapers since since I've come in here, and and I keep track of them. But if I put them on the floor, they take them away when when they tie me up and and tie me to the bed so they can clean in here for now. That's uh, that's unfortunate. Yes, well, um, we've we've come to an understanding, and they uh, they they come for for etiquette lessons uh, once once or twice. There's one. Um, he he's been walking with with a a fetching young nurse from from another wing. Um, I believe her name is Patricia, and he has been asking my advice on on the language of flowers of all things. And so I told him about the red roses and and the yellow carnations and. Uh, never to give her a white flower because white flower signifies cowardice. He <laughs> gives that a little chuckle. That's uh, that's interesting. There's uh, there's so much that you know, Philip. Yes, well, yes, of course. I've I've had been m- m- much of a life of, of reading things and discovering things, and I discovered much in in my time with with the Department of Aesthetic Works and Parchment. But I one one thing I did not expect, Bruno, was that it was. Was to have to have friends who would come in and check upon me, Bruno, and I'm very, very grateful that you come and brought me a gift of my my figurines. Can reenact the battles that they they so love to reenact. It was the least I could do. Yes, yes, you said that. Yes, you said that. It is it's very nice. Philip, is there anything I can get you that they'll let me bring in? Um, well, I would, um, hmm, books, perhaps? I, I do like my, my books from the agency. There were many, many secrets in there, and I, I would like to cross, cross-reference some histories with the current affairs that are going on in the newspapers. Barring that, um, there is a sacrificial knife from the Yes, from the from the from the Brotherhood of the Black Sphinx. It was in my my possession, and um, it was it was taken. If I could have that back, I would like to study it further. I'm not going to use it, of course. The only thing I can sacrifice in here is myself, and I have no interest in that at this time. But if you cannot get me the dagger, there's there's the uh, the book that was associated with the dagger. It was in another language that I was working on translating. Koine. If I could have that. Or, or, or writings from it, so I could study those. Well, that would be very useful. Yes, very useful for my studies. I'll see what I can do to see if I can get you a copy of the reports or uh, or something. But you know, got to run it through Patterson. Yes, well, yes. Um, tell him that I'm dreadfully sorry that I threw a cup at the back of his head. I think he's gotten over that by now. I do not think he has. I mean, I told you I pulled a gun on him, right? What? You, you did what? No. What did you do? Oh, Philip. So, way back when all of this started, before even Philadelphia, there was some things that were going down with the... And he makes the big arm motions as though there was a large creature. And uh, it was uh, one of the paintings or something got loose in Jersey. And, uh, well, a little bit of adventure. And then... When I'm walking down the highway, this car pulls up inside his fucking Patterson and uh, offers to give me a ride, starts talking to me about the agency and shit. And, uh, well, it was a little weird, so uh, I pulled a gun on him out of my uh, out of my ankle. Get some straight answers. <laughs> of course, yes. Oh, Bruno, answer me a question and be honest. If I can. When you met Agent Patterson that night and he offered you the ride, did he already know your name? 
Yeah, uh, I think he did. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Yes, of course. Be cautious of Agent Patterson, Bruno. He is much more than he seems. He knows things he's not supposed to know. But that's fine, because I know things I'm not supposed to know. I know everything. I think Agent Patterson is much more than he seems. He is a government agent. Yes, he works for the betterment of mankind. Yes, but there is also an individual who is uh, uh, very enamored with giving knowledge to humanity. And he is from, uh, he's, he's from the deserts of Arabia, of course. And I have not seen or heard of him in many years. I believe Agent Patterson knows him. You got an idea on how I might be able to test this? Tell him, tell him of of the, yes, tell him of of the accident at Cairo, the death of twelve people, and tell him that you visited me, and tell him that I said it is proof that Nyarlathotep again walks the sands, and he is looking to bring enlightenment to the people of Egypt. He will know that name. He will know that name because I believe it is he. And if he treats this as a joke, that's how you know, because Nyarlathotep would obviously laugh at where he was not supposed to be. But if he if he sits up straight and says he's going to send a team down, if he sends you to Egypt, Bruno, if he sends you to Egypt, be very cautious because the price of hashish in Cairo is, is six kopecks above what it would be in Casablanca. And you must be very careful when you shop. And they are going to love, they absolutely adore to barter. And they will, they will never take the first price, always take the third price. The third price is the price that you want. And there is uh, a place that serves really excellent rice pilaf and, um, chicken fate in, um, in, in the quarters, in, in the, uh, in the shadow of, of the Great Pyramid. And he's got his own little journal that he's been scribbling some things in. Ask Patterson. Cairo, Nathapathap. N-Y-A-R-A-L-T-H-O-P-N-Y-A-R-L-A-T-H-O-P-N-Y-A-R-L-A-T-H-O-P-N-Y-A-R-L-A-T-H-O-P-N-Y-A-R-L-A-T-H
so fucking tired. I, uh, I got a little bit of light duty. Didn't have me doing a lot of the actual investigation and interrogations and stuff. But they're happy to make me lift heavy things, I'll tell you that. Well, Bruno, of course, if you wish to bring, if you, if, if you wish my assistance at any time, anytime, Bruno, I, I'm very serious about this. At any time, please come visit me. Bring the files. We will go through the files together. I will, I will point out pertinent parts of the investigation that you should be investigating. I will be sure to do that, Philip. I, uh, I do need to get moving. I got all kinds of stuff to do. Oh, yes, of course. No, please, pray. Do not let me keep you, Bruno. It's been wonderful having you here, but I, I should also get back to my research. I, if I can find the, the proper, um, the, the proper migration route of, of the sperm whale, I'll be able to predict more accurately what time on the 1st of February, 1928, that Dagon will step forth and meet his son Abner upon the shores. That would be very helpful, Philip, and he will put the journal underneath his arm and reach out a hand to shake Philip's hand. Philip takes Bruno's hand in both of his own, covered as they are in his street jacket sleeves, and vigorously pump up and down. He's very excited. We'll get this sorted out. It's good to still have you on the team. Yes, yes. Well, I was, I was, um, it, it, it is certainly better than an alternative, which is being stabbed to death by an invisible knife that, that Finn was wielding. Yeah, so I don't have to worry about that any, anymore. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> yes, of course, yes. And he will straighten himself up and knock on the door for the orderly to open. Philip will sit on the floor cross-legged. He has the box in his lap, and he's crooning to the figurines as he pulls them out and puts them on the floor, and it already looks like he's trying to recreate the Battle of Waterloo. Bruno stands and watches him for a moment, gives a small nod, and walks out. If Bruno looks back as the door is closing could swear he sees some of those figurines moving of their own accord into the right positions, although he's never been a student of history, so he wouldn't know it, but some of those just might have moved on their own. The camera follows Bruno shooting from, like, waist height as you see him walk past an orderly, a nurse, Another patient that's being pushed in a wheelchair, somebody with one of those IV fluid bags on a little stand that's rolling next to him. He comes up to the lobby, and there's a young woman waiting for him. What is Ruth wearing? She's wearing a very smart dress. It looks like it's probably bought at a thrift store, but it fits her very well, and she has a, a jacket on, gloves, and a hat. When she sees you, she smiles and says, So, how is he doing? Well, uh, he's Philip. But some of the things he said have some, I don't know how to put it, some, uh, they sound a little right. Her eyebrows will raise at that. You know, like when you read in a book and you get an idea about the who done it. It's kind of like that. I just got this feeling that, like, sure, there's some stuff that he said that's a little, little out there, a little bit like it doesn't fit with the rest of the story. But something about me tells me that there's uh, maybe something to pay attention to. Well, and she'll slide her arm. To interlock with yours. He moves the journal out of the way to allow it. If anybody can sort it out, Bruno, the hero of the department can. Yeah, let's keep that one under the wraps when we go meet your parents. It's a little hard to to explain being a hero when you, you know, shot somebody you were working with. Bruno, you shouldn't feel bad about that. He was a traitor. 
I've read reports filed that he was actually a possible cultist of some sort. Yeah, there was a, a lot of questions that didn't get quite the answers that they uh, they deserved. Did you want to see Charlotte, or should we depart? I, uh, I had a peek in to see her on my way down. And, uh, she looks good. They got her out there by the window. She's got a nice view. Well, isn't that lovely? I just hope that she found the peace she needed. Sure she will, and I'm sure they'll have her um you know rehabilitated enough to maybe get out of here. But honestly, I've been sitting here waiting for you and it doesn't seem like a bad place at all. Well hopefully we'll never have to find out. <laughs> We should get going. It's a long drive to mom and dad's. He will hold open the door for her to walk out. Does Charlotte? Charlotte is not in her room. She is in a common area by a very large window, sun streaming in. And sitting on her lap as she sits in a chair is a needlepoint pillow and her fingers just slowly trace the picture that is on the pillow. It's a floral butterfly scene. She has a very pleasant, serene look on her face. But she doesn't seem to speak to anyone or acknowledge anyone's around her or even realize she's out of her room. She just serenely traces the needlepoint with her finger. Outside the window, we see two figures go up to a door, see them get in, hear the doors close, hear the engine start, and wheels on gravel as it drives away into the distance. A light snowfall fills the cold, crisp air as a hearse pulls up near a lone standing priest in the Catholic cemetery. The engine stops as four men step out, heading to the rear, and begin pulling out the casket. After placing the body over the grave, the men take off their hats and lower their heads. The driver nods to the clearly Irish priest. The trust man, though he die early, shall be at rest. For the age that is honourable comes not with the passing of time, nor can it be measured in terms of years. Rather, understanding is the hoary crown of men, and an unsullied life the attainment of old age. He who pleased God was loved. He who lived among sinners was transported, snatched away, lest wickedness pervert his mind or deceit beguile his soul. For the witchery of paltry things obscure what is right, and the whirl of desire transforms the innocent mind. Having become perfect in a short while, he reached the fullness of his long career, for his soul was pleasing to the Lord. Therefore he sped him out of the midst of wickedness, but the people saw and did not understand, nor did they take this into account. The word of the Lord. Praise Praise be to God. God. Would anyone like to say a word? Oh, we barely knew Finn. Well then, and we'll have 30 seconds of silence as we lower the casket.
This concludes the Call of Cthulhu campaign with the Agents of Derp, which is simultaneously the greatest and the worst name we've ever come up with for a government agency. Thank you all for who have been sticking with us through the past year. We hope you've enjoyed it, and we hope you're going to stick around for what we have next on the docket. Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition is produced by Chaosium Inc. Without a Net Podcast does not have any affiliation with Chaosium Inc. We just thought 7th Edition was pretty neat to play, and you know what? We were right. The music that you've heard in the background is from uh, Lucas King, composer on YouTube, from One Hour of Dark Music 3, I believe. And there were also selections from The Great Old Ones by composer Graham Plowman.